Hello, and welcome to another episode of Still Standing with Valerie Silvera. This is the podcast where you come to be encouraged, lifted, and sometimes even pushed a little bit. Encouraged to go higher, to build courage, to become stronger, to step outside of your comfort zone and become more. In this episode, I'm going to talk with you a little bit today about expecting the best rather than the worst. Many of you have gone through some very challenging situations. You've had your heart ripped out of your chest. You've been massively betrayed or disappointed. You've had a lot of things come up against you. And so, you know, because one thing has happened after the next, you've really begun to expect the worst. First of all, I want you to know that I completely understand. I have been there for years and I still fight against this. So I want you to know that even somebody like me who is guiding others and teaching on this subject, I still work at this because I too have had a lot of hits. A lot of things have come up against me. Many things, I mean, from childhood right on through present day. I've had so many disappointments and you know, wondering why and how it could be that I'm a person of integrity and I work hard. I mean, I work so hard and I'm honest and I try to help people, you know, I'm trying to do the right thing and seek after God and all the good stuff. Am I perfect? Heck no. Never said that. But in any case, I'm doing all of this and the hits just keep coming. I'm believing the best and yet they keep coming. So how is it that I can come here today and, and suggest to you that you should live with hope and with positive expectancy when I've done that and had things go wrong. I was having a conversation with my friend Kaylin the other day, and she has gone through a period of difficulty too. And she's had a lot of hits, you know, and things come up against her too over many decades. But she went through a period that was really, really difficult. And this is at the time when I met her. And she's a really amazing person. And she really worked hard to stay in faith. But we kind of had a similar lack of understanding about how this could be happening. Uh, but, but so she just kept going. She just kept getting back up. She kept trying to live in hope. She, I would hear a lot of expectancy come out of her mouth, even though I knew that she was battling it. And then all of a sudden... Literally, it's like, you know, God is a God of suddenlies. All of a sudden, things started to turn around in her favor. And so when one thing started to go the right way, and she was she had this amazing opportunity to move back to her hometown and under really incredible circumstances that, that were really a 180 for her, she did it. But then things kept going okay, and she wondered, okay, but what's going to go wrong now? And then, you know, the next thing would happen. And then a blessing got dropped here and an opportunity there. And they just kept coming. And so when we were talking the other day, uh, she was telling me that, you know, I was just waiting for the other shoe to drop. She goes, I feel like I'm still there sometimes. And I know that she doesn't mean that deep down because she is living with expectancy. But when you have been in a period of time where so many things have gone in the wrong direction, it's, it's a habit. It's a pattern. And it's a fear. We're actually afraid to expect the best because, uh-oh, I'm going to be caught off guard. Well, what's interesting about that is if you live with expectancy, you will actually be less caught off guard. Okay, so let me, let me get into this. If you expect the worst and it happens, you might think to yourself, well, that makes me prepared. Well, not really 
Because when you live with expectancy, when you live with hope, when you live with faith, you're building something up inside of you. You're building up strength and courage. And so if something doesn't go in the right direction, you can get back up quickly. When you're expecting the worst, you're weakening yourself. And so when the worst happens, it's hard to get back up. I hope that makes sense to you. So it really is not helping you. I know a little bit about this because I, if you've read some of my books, maybe you remember reading about this. I call it the logic of a negative thinker. And because I had so many disappointments in my early childhood, I began to think that it made logical sense. I'm a very logical person that you should expect the worst because if you do, you'll never be disappointed, right? You were already expecting it. And if, if something good happened, I would consider it a bonus. And I used to actually go around and tell people, and I can be pretty convincing. I would tell them about this logic. It made perfect sense to me, but what a terrible way to live. And I didn't realize I was developing a negative, hopeless attitude by doing that. I was going in the exact opposite direction. I wanted to be a person who lived with hope and expectancy and, and positive, but I wasn't acting that way. I hope you can relate to this, and I'm sure that you can. Do you ever find yourself saying words or statements like, well, as usual, this happened. Well, it's just my luck. You know, that went wrong. Well, if it's not one thing, it's another. Okay, I get it. Been there, done that, and said those things hundreds of times. But here's what I finally realized, and I want you to get. You can't speak words of defeat and expect victory to happen. I mean, every now and then it might happen, but even if it does happen, what about all those days, months, and even years that you lived in hopelessness and negativity and feeling defeated? That's not a good way to live. And as I said before, not only is it not a good way to live each of your days, but you're actually doing something negative inside of yourself. You're discouraging yourself. You're preventing yourself from building that, that strength and that resolve and, and resilience that you're going to need to get back up when something does go wrong. Because something's always going to go wrong at some point in everybody's life, no matter what you think. Nobody's escaping life without hardship, disappointment, loss, betrayal. It's just all a part of life. So here's the deal. When things, this, this is where you have to be really careful. Let's say that you jump on board with me and you say, okay, I'm going to start doing this. I'm going to start speaking with expectancy. But then things start to turn around. They start to go in the right direction and you get scared and you pull back and you speak them right out of your future. So I want to tell you a little story and I'm not going to get into all the details, but we are in the process and I don't know by the time you listen to this, it might be in our past, but right now as I'm recording this, we are in the process of, we just sold our house and we're moving from Southern California to the Phoenix, Arizona area. And my son lives there and a lot of other family members live there. We're going to move our mom over there with us, my mom, and um, she'll have a lot more support over there than we have here. It's very sad because I do have, you know, best friends, one of my brothers and sister-in-law that, that live over here and uh, we're going to be leaving them. And that's kind of sad. But other than that, I'm really super excited. And there were just all of these reasons that I wanted to go and I felt like it was time to go. And so I, you know, as usual, okay, listen, 
My husband's a thinker. He likes to think everything out, think it to death. And, you know, sometimes that's a smart thing to do. And sometimes he's really taught me when I need to do that. But in this case, I felt as if it was time to pull the trigger because of the housing market, because of all sorts of things going on right now uh, in California and just different things I wanted. I just felt deep in my soul that it was time. Well, you know, here's what Val does. You know, ready, aim, fire. I'm more of a ready, fire, aim kind of a person. Now, I say that kind of jokingly because I'm actually very organized and I'm a, I am a good planner. I live by lists and everything. But when I make a decision, boom, I don't have to think about anything. And when I make it, I'm done. I'm, I'm down that road and I don't look back. And Rich isn't like that. So he's also very busy in his business. I was in the middle of, of making some changes in my sisterhood. Really not the best time, but I just felt like it was supposed to happen. And as we began the process, I thought, oh my gosh, Rich is not happy. You know, have I made a mistake? What am I doing? Well, it became too late because our house actually sold before it was listed on the multiples. Our agent literally had a buyer, brought him over. They looked at a bunch of different houses. They said, this is it. We're going to go back to our bank, increase the price of our loan because this they weren't even looking for a house like this. <laughs> anyway, so it happened so quickly. Now, here's what happens in these situations. This is, You probably know what I'm talking about. Sometimes these things happen, especially if you've been trained to not expect the best. Something good happens and you think to yourself, okay, that's a sign. It's a sign from God. But then what happens? The beast, those little voices in your head, those old patterns of thinking come surfacing and you think, uh-oh, maybe I did the wrong thing. Maybe this was a mistake. Maybe it wasn't a blessing. Now everything's going to go sideways. Well, that's what happened for me. So right away we said, oh, hurry up. we got to buy a house in Phoenix. Well, you know, I never checked out the market in Phoenix. It is crazy. Total seller's market. Buying a house, we had to buy a house without going over there and seeing it because we didn't have time to get there. I'm not joking. One house after the next. And we'd already sold our house. So... I started to have those panic moments. Even me, yeah. I started to have those, those uh-oh, did I do the wrong thing? But then all of a sudden, the right house came along. This lined up. That lined up. I mean, these weird little blessings started happening. And then, you know, there were all of these hurdles and roadblocks that should have come up for us. You know, we're self-employed. Those are always a little trickier with loans. All sorts of little details that had to come together on both sides of this transaction and all of this stuff going on. And one thing after the next is lining up. I'm still resisting it a little bit. I'm afraid. I'm going to admit it right here. Yep, you heard it. Valerie Silvera, the girl that does the Still Standing podcast, <laughs> the girl that speaks about courage. I had a little bit of fear. I had some anxiety. I had many sleepless nights. Yep, I did. But guess what I did? I'm telling you something. This was so powerful. I have a gratitude box. It's actually called a God box. I bought it years ago and I was starting a gratitude jar about three and a half years ago or something. And, and I outgrew a couple of them. And I finally looked at this box and said, this is perfect. So I got this really cool box. So here's what I started to do. I put gratitude in those boxes in that box. What I do is I write the date down and I write some kind of gratitude and then I speak it out loud and put it in. Here's what I started doing. You want to talk about expectancy? I started to write down and thank God for and out loud and expect every single little detail in this process to go our way. 
and boom, 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 things started to line up. I'm not saying that if you do this about everything, this isn't some, you know, genie in a bottle kind of a thing. I'm just telling you that I felt I was moving into a place, and this is after 20 years, more than 20 years, almost 25 years of everything going wrong. I shouldn't say everything. That's an exaggeration. Many, many things and major things and heartbreaks and sadness and and just challenges and, and I mean, a, a shock. I, listen, I'm at a loss for words and that doesn't happen much. I mean, so many things that I bet you can relate to that I felt it in my heart. I wonder how many times I felt this in my gut that things were going to go in the right direction. That was God's little message to me and I didn't come into agreement with it. Instead, I went and did it my own way. And God pulled back and went, okay, cool. You got this. Go for it, girl. Give some thought to that. Like my friend Kaylin said, don't wait for the other shoe to drop. I started to do that. And then I finally just took off my shoes. No more waiting for that shoe to drop. I know what you're thinking sometimes. What if things don't work out? Here's what I want you to get into your head. What if they do? Right? What if they do? We have enough things that come up against us in this lifetime. We've got the beast and we've got well-meaning people and not well-meaning people and strangers that don't give a rip about us. We have enough things coming up against us. Don't be against yourself. I mean, that's the one person that should be for you, is you. Start speaking words of hope into your life. And even when you're not seeing it, this is the critical part of it. Even when you're not seeing it, like what I did and dropped those expectancy gratitude notes into my gratitude box. I dumped them in there, closed them up and said, yes, it's going to happen. I started speaking expectancy. I want you to try this. I want you to do this. And it might take a while. I don't know how long it's going to take, but you're going to definitely feel a lot better along the way and it is going to help you build that resilience. It's going to have you moving out of hopelessness and into hope. You know the saying, expect the best, but prepare for the worst? Here's the problem with that. We typically are secretly expecting the worst, right? When we say, well, I'm expecting the best, but I'm preparing for the worst. It's that last part we're usually focused on, right? We're really preparing for the worst. Here's the solution, my friend. You don't even have to think about preparing for the worst. You do not even have to prepare for that if you do this. Build a life of courage. Start using the nine actions. You can learn more about the nine actions in my books on my website at ValerieSilvera.com. And the Still Standing Sisterhood's in the middle of being revamped, but we will have some programs very, very soon that you can get involved in, some courses and a 21-day mindset reset and some things that are really going to help you get in and start learning a lot more about these concepts. When you learn how to become a warrior, when you build courage and strength, then you will be prepared no matter what the future holds. You'll be prepared when everything goes right and you'll be prepared when some things don't go right. That's the key. But it starts in your mind. It starts with your decision. That's action number one, by the way, of my nine actions is decide to stand up and fight. And I hope that today will be the day that you choose to stand up and fight. 
If you don't have a copy yet of my complimentary guidebook, I want you to get it. Go to warriorwomanmindset.com. You can also find it at valeriesilvera.com and we will get you that download so that you can really start getting your mindset moving in the right direction. I also invite you, we just opened up our Still Standing Sisterhood Facebook group to anybody. It used to be based on a certain type of membership, but because as I mentioned, we're changing that, we'd like to invite you to join our Still Standing Sisterhood Facebook group and get encouraged. Make sure you're on my VIP mailing list. You need to have a constant, steady stream of encouragement. And that's what I'm here to do for you. Until next time, I want you to remember that your story matters. So live it courageously.